What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hey. Hi. Uh, I'm welcome Pat. back. Welcome Thanks. home. Thanks. Thanks. Welcome um, back. Welcome back. Welcome back. What's up? What's like that? What song? It was from a commercial. Do it again. Welcome home. Welcome back. Welcome home. That was Miranda Sings. It really was. I wonder what that is. It does feel like when you arrive in New York, it's a little more like. Welcome back, bitch. Oh, That's what it feels like when you get back to New York. It insane. feels like someone shoulder checking you and going, "Hey, whore, welcome home." It's great. I have a, um, it's. Rough. I have a strange relationship to getting to and from airports, in that like I have extreme guilt about cabs. So I, it's insane. This oh. came up on our trip. Someone was like, "Oh, and then you get back and what? And you take the air train?" And I was like, "Even when I was making twelve thousand dollars a year." I took a cab I would. to the airport. I literally, someone will be like, and then we'll reimburse your da And I'll be like, I'll take the bus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Read that so twisted. Immediately That's arrive in Miami, reversed. get on a bus. Oh, wait, you were in Miami. For literally two days. But you know what? Two days. That it, look at outside right now. I had the. It's, I had a great time. It's four, and I've the sky is like um, it's like the lighting I use in most of my shows, like a blue 202, just a flat, yeah. cold, yeah. Um, but it's not as cold today as it has been. Light. It's been intense cold. It, it looked at... Whilst the numbers show normal cold, uh, the feeling is shocking. The feeling is bad cold. Yeah, I think it's because we're just not used to cold anymore because of, you know, the change. <sighs> let me tell you what. I was in Hawaii. And uh, let me tell you what. I can't wait to hear about it. You know, well, for what? our listeners, I've literally heard nothing. Oh, that's true. You've literally heard nothing about it. Well, for Ava. Jeremy and I couldn't have afforded to do this if we didn't have friends we got to stay with for free. Right. Who live in, they live up in the, more kind of like a, a mountain in Oahu, like sort of more towards the center of that island. Um, right? It's like just over the mountain of where Jurassic Park was filmed. Really? Like as you curve around to go to their house, they're like, and you know that shot when all the dinosaurs are running? Look over there. And you're like, oh, well. So... <laughs> We, um, we get in, we, uh, we rent a car. Uh, it was, you know, car rentals. I could have a whole, a whole podcast on car rentals of what it is to rent a car and the shit they'll say to you. Also, if you have car insurance, you don't need to get insurance when you rent a car. I didn't know that. I called my car insurance, fortunately, the second time we rented a car. And I was like, I'm just curious, you know, all this money I pay every month, does it cover me in any car? And they were like, mm-hmm. Oh. I was like, ooh. So anyhow, I'm not going to get into the depressingness of renting this Avis car, which I'm glad we got, though, I have to say. It was mm-hmm. really weathered and rusted, which meant that no one broke into it. Because supposedly in some of the parking in Honolulu, there's frequent, like, smash and takes. Okay. And that didn't happen for us. <laughs> um, so, but we drove around in this rusted jalopy. Uh, thank you, Avis. And, um... We drive up to their house, which is, like, insane. Their drive, it's probably only, mm, like, a mile, I'd say, to get up this hill to where they live. Mm -hmm. But it takes you a long time because it's a real bounce, bounce, bounce. Sharp curves because you're going up so high. Is it like a dirt road? Kind of, yeah. And you have to, it is. Yeah, it's not paved. You have to pull over. Kind of. I was like, kind of. And then I was like, oh, it is. And then you have to pull over if another car is coming. Oh, yes. You have to kind of like dip into these huge leaves. Mm. 
And then they live in this house that was inspired, this person who made it was inspired by Frank Lloyd Wright. So it's just this open sliding door, mm. uh, up, risen up house. Elevated. <laughs> Elevated. Elevated house. <laughs> a risen up house. She has risen. Um, you know, they say that about Jesus. He has risen. Yes, I've that? heard that. I keep coming back to when you were doing the Raquette special and you didn't know that Christmas was about Jesus. I know that. But like, you kind of didn't. Remember when you were like, anyhow. He has risen. She has risen, queen. That would be a great bake shop. Isn't for it amazing? For friendly bakes. This what? dead guy has risen from the dead. Everyone eat your chocolates. You know, like the <laughs> bunny Easter. The bunny has laid out the eggs. Isn't What's that, it mean? What, what how did we also get from like... Well, I do understand she is born, old man brings you gifts. Like, I do understand, like, uh-huh, three uh-huh, kings uh-huh, bring uh-huh, gifts, uh-huh. etc. old man brings you gifts. But why the eat ham about, like, and eggs? For for when she has risen. Right. Or it's ham and eggs and a chocolate um, egg hunt. Also baskets with grasses. Um, blowing out um, the yolk out oh. of an egg and then painting it. You love that part. I just, you know, let, let me tell you what. There's a lot I love about Easter besides the, you know... <laughs> She has risen. You love a blown out egg hole painted, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you, live, you live in one of those. Anyway, back to Hawaii. Before I get too tangential, um, tangential, tangential. Who cares anymore? Um, so we get up. I can't believe this house. I'm instantly struck with the beauty of it. And why do I live in New York? Like it's sort of like the first feeling that really crushes me. Um, we have some of these really beautiful days. We go and we get in the water right away. It does rain quite a bit. I saw a lot of rain. It was pretty rainy. It felt monsoon season. It felt, well, and up in this house, up in like this mountainy part, it'll really rain. And then it's, when you get more towards the coast, it'll be a little clearer. But you saw rainbows. A lot of rainbows. Double rainbows. Circle rainbows. Just rainbow for your life, honey. Um, and then uh, we got in on Wednesday Sunday. Like, Do you think that people in Hawaii, when they see a rainbow, are just like, pretty much? It's like seeing a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> rainbows and you know, there's rainbows and chickens everywhere. Wow. Um, like just chickens, like every chickens are like they're pigeons. Oh. So just relentless chickens. Okay. Um, and then Sunday, I woke up and I was like, oof, I think I'm having a sinus issue, which is rare for me. I haven't had a sinus issue in yards and years since 2017 really since that brazil episode and um when i came back from sao paulo and i had that sinus infection while we did the workshop all your sinus infections have just blended blended into into one one. i get it your whole life is one endless (laughs) sinus infection (laughs) it used to be (laughs) but i've had some real years without it and i was like oh ow and then it got worse and we were going to big island and i was like all right well just pseudoephedrine up so my ears don't Mm -hmm. explode it turned into a fever. I was like, this is wild. And then we get to Big Island, which is... How do you know it was a fever? Because I know when I have a fever. Did you take a thermometer? No, my body was achy um, and I was dizzy. And I had that kind of like feeling where you have like a film coat on your skin. I know it. And you're kind of like, whoa, when am I going to stop sweating? But I'm so cold. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I was really like, this blows. Um, but at the same time, if you're going to die... Die in Hawaii, you know what I mean? So we get to Big Island. I really, Jeremy was obsessed with seeing some sort of volcanic episode. Smoke. So Lava. We, but he's also, it is this thing where it's like, it, it was, I had to go to urgent care. Because it had like, 
I have that lung thing too. And they were like, yeah, you have this infection. You, with what you have, you do need an inhaler and here you go. So I had like got the antibiotics, got the inhaler and was like, I'm gonna keep going. We go to um, Volcano National Park because Boys for Pele was a really big album for me. It's this Tori Amos album that came out when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And Pele is the goddess. Tor I'm gonna say it again, Tori Amos for younger people. You what rolled through it in a way that no one could know what you said. Taramis. <laughs> <laughs> for our presentation tomorrow at the library, that which will be today when you're hearing this, that was also the note I got. Slow down. Slow down. You're like, oh, my favorite album by Torn Anus. <laughs> <laughs> Torn Anus. <laughs> oh, man. So I was like, I have to go to where Pele is, who supposedly she's resting in this one big volcanic crater where they had just had this volcano um, eruption last year. So a lot of the park was uh, closed off. So we, this, but this woman was like, drive down to the spot where you won't be able to drive any further. You, it was called Crater Rim Drive. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> um, so she's like, stop there and then go past the do not cross sign and walk for a while. And it's like this really literally great. the beginning of a movie called Volcano. Do you know what I mean? This. Yeah, absolutely. It's so ominous. It's absolutely. Like, drive as far as you can and then drive a little further. It, well, it was like, drive as far as you can, then get out of the car and walk for 30 minutes. Right, into right. the lava. Right. So, and by this point, it is starting to get overcast. And I'm feeling, you know, all sorts of fucked up. Oops. Part of this chair is falling apart. And um, sometimes when you feel like that, it's good to just lay down where you are. Well, I learned, I learned to do that I, I, in a moment. So anyhow, so that chair fell apart. Um, so we, we get out of the car, we're walking, we see these uh, oh, I've never craters. seen a more literal version of musical chairs than what I just saw. I was literally like, oh, what? <laughs> that when Jeremy was just like, but I don't want to sit there, I want to sit over there. And she did all quiet as a mouse. Um, and then we see this incredible view. It was so amazing. And I was watching, you know, these steam, steam, these come up from this crater, then go into the clouds mm. and all sort of merge. How far along was the walk up the thing? It was 30 minutes from where oh, we okay. parked. Okay. And then all of a sudden, pouring rain. Ooh. Pouring rain. And so we turn. What were you we wearing? Walk. I was wearing shorts. Mm hmm. Um, a t-shirt mm -hmm. and that uh, coat you got, that raincoat you got me from Muji. Mm -hmm. And so are we thinking it's like room temperature outside? It's not. Well, I, at first I was like, oh, it's, it was like seven, it fell 70. And then it started raining and it was like no got longer cooler. 70. Got cooler. And then winds, hard winds, winds with rain. That's exciting. Um, except for when you're really sick. And then that's you have why, to walk for 30 minutes. I just lay down where you are. <laughs> I was like when I, I think my first round of chemo, I was walking to Central Park oh, yeah. to get to something. So you had gone to the Met because you had, you had a fitting and you're like, oh, I have time. I'll just uh, go to the Met and then I'll walk across Central Park to a fitting, I think, at Lincoln Center. No, it was opposite. I remember I was walking oh. towards the east side, like okay. the Guggenheim or so something. The Metropolitan Museum, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I was going to the Metropolitan Museum yeah. to see a fashion exhibit. Yeah. And in the yeah. middle of the walk, I was like, I'm going to lay here where I am on the ground. Did you do it? Yeah. 
How long did you lay there for? Just a bit. <laughs> like, you don't remember how long? Uh-uh. And were you able to feel like you got enough energy reserve then to stand back up I, and keep I going? I made it. And then did, and then you saw the exhibition. I sure did. Wow, the way you trucked through, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. If Reed can do that, you can definitely go see whatever you need to see with a fever on antibiotics. It's no big deal. Just lay down where you are. I didn't. <laughs> I, but I did, because I'm so incredible at dissociating, was I just floated out of my body and I was like, I know my legs can walk without me being here. Well, that's nice. So I did that. That's like me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. That's true. And that's the difference between me in therapy and you not. (laughs) Um, And then uh, that, but what was nice was that night I was so tired. I couldn't go anywhere. I just, you know, I was like, this is it. I'm laying in bed. I'm so sad. And Jeremy put on cheer. Oh my, you guys. So. Did you know? So. I we, mean, So we have, I want to read a you little. You had no idea, did you? I had, did you tell Jeremy to watch it? No. I didn't even, no one told me to watch it. And I just thought, you know, who doesn't kind of like a cheerleader? Right. But I couldn't have known. I couldn't have, I was like, I'll just turn it on for a minute and see if it's okay. Right. And then I was like, oh my God. And I. I couldn't believe it. And then next thing you know, literally everyone on planet Earth watched it within the same two days. It's such a good show. So we got um, uh, a message. We got a, we have a note that I, I was going to share with you. From She Has Risen? Um, from <laughs> uh, from someone who listens to the, the podcast. Uh-huh. And it was incredible because I, I got this a uh, few days after I watched the entirety of Cheer. I wasn't really checking anything. Sliding into the DM. It's Jessica. I'm going to leave her anonymous Please, at that. Please, I pray Sliding into the DMs. Cheer. One, watch Cheer on Netflix. I can't believe I'm saying that, but do. Two, I run a ballet school an hour away from the city, and I identify as a witch. This past year, I think dance and stuff was the only thing that kept me upright some days. Thank you for providing a humorous but real reminder of what it means to look at life through not only an empathetic eye, but an artistic lens. Thank you and Reed for reminding me what it means to be in the world and interacting with it on the weekly. You are loved and respected. That's so nice. Thank you, Jessica. It was so, it was so, so heartwarming to read that and to be, and I wrote back, I binged cheer. I was not prepared for that show. Jeremy had begun it and I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, you start, the injuries start happening uh-huh. and you're like, what the hell? Truly insane. And then love, God, and service. And like, you know, boundaries. And what it is to come from extreme trauma. Yeah. And triumph over it when there's an adult who I could, I could really start crying about her. <laughs> she is so amazing. Monica? It's Monica. Yeah, Monica. I have mixed feelings about Monica. Oh, okay. She's like... She's clearly a part of the cycle of abuse inside of these, like, intense (laughs) physical or training environments. She's Uh very much, like, a part of that. Um, In, like, continuing to abuse people as a person who went through it and doesn't think anything of it. Mm. But she does care a lot. And she has... She does give these kids a sense of purpose, even though she does allow them to ruin their bodies. In fact, she encourages them to ruin their bodies. Do you think their bodies will be ruined from this kind of work? 
I don't know, like, long-term effects, but certainly Gabby Butler's body is ruined. You think so? Uh, 100%. Do you remember the scene where Gabby Butler is talking to her hideous mother on the phone? <sighs> I think a lot of people in the world need to continue putting into the universe that Gabby Butler's mother is hideous so that parents do not treat their children like that. I, I Well, her parent, both of her parents are predatory. For sure. Right. That they... they prey on her as an income source and uh, at least in terms of this documentary seem to uh, treat her as an object. Right. But she's on the phone with her mother and her mother is like talking about a photo shoot or some uh, appearance Gabby's made and she's asking questions like, did you do the needle? And Gabby's like, my back hurts. Or she's saying like, you should, you need to do the needle for this thing. And Gabby's like, I don't think I'm going to do that. My back hurts. And she's like, maybe I could do a bow or whatever. Right. Mom's like, well, you remember, just remember, like, that's your trademark. And I'm like, she's now in her 20s. She's no longer going to fold in half backwards for a picture. This is ridiculous. She's landing from all her tumbling passes and limping off the mat and crying. It's not, it's not okay. And Monica's just like, do it again. Yeah. It's insane. That part is that. Yes, I I do agree. That part is really hard. And I do think that that needs some kind of, I don't know how that gets overhauled or how that will get overhauled or how that will even be dealt with in our lifetime from everything from cheerleading to ballet. I mean, it's like you have firsthand experience of what that's like in that arena that I think actually makes you very equipped to talk about that. Uh, across across these platforms. I mean, I don't know that like these kind of cheerleading achievements could be accomplished in a really like healthy and thoughtful right. environment. Right. So I don't know like is there a good answer for like how to like healthfully teach cheer or whatever. Right. I don't know. It would probably right. look more like how it, it did in the olden days with the pom pom and right. Um, well, I think this is sort of more of a thing of uh, what happens. I mean, because so much of it is also falling into gymnastics, right? right. So it's also this thing of, well, what, what are the setups for that form? Right. And are there as many um, uh, medical support systems in place here? Right. And that, for sure, upon watching it, I was kind of like, not really. You have like this, no. this you know, these two people kind of running over and quickly massaging or wrapping like an ice pack around your back trying to like reset your foot and wrap it with tape oh yeah sherbs got literally thrown across the room that was (laughs) you guys if you haven't seen it we're doing a lot of spoilers and i am going to get back to hawaii but i do have to talk about how important cheer is the here was a huge thing for me about cheer that i thought was so important and why i am so moved by monica is at the same time, there is this thing of when you don't have any structures in place and no one is holding you accountable, I, there's also something more dangerous to that than um, of these injuries. Especially for these kids. And and seeing the, seeing the division inside of that and what was going to happen in terms of accountability, responsibility, and learning to step fully into your life. The thing then that I felt where I, you know, something that I wanted to see then is how do these things that you are learning here set you up for goals outside of this? And because so many of them, you could feel it when it was over, the depression they went into was real. That part felt really scary. And it's true because if you do have only this one person, you know, this Monica who kind of becomes their God, their mom, Mm -hmm. and then season's over, 
now what? Like, what happens in the summer? Well, that's why I think those kids who had a kind of more balanced experience are much better off. Like, Jerry, who had been through, like, the gamut of disappointment and, and elation, he really had learned how to deal with disappointment. Jerry... Jerry's an angel. Is an angel. He's literally an angel. I've never seen also- anybody be so gracious and so gracious and so connected to love yeah in this way that was so deep but jerry's gonna be fine because he already has the tools to understand like how to move forward right so he's like he's gonna go to college and it's all gonna be okay and he knows how to like use the platform he gained from navarro to whatever right but these other i mean these other kids who are like I'm just going to keep going back to Navarro and get, like, another associate's degree because I don't know what else to do. I'm like, you have to leave. All your ribs are broken. You're going to die. Monica will literally have you tossed until you turn to dust. (laughs) Also, Monica was fully in love with Morgan, like, in love with her. Morgan is... The teeny tiny one who is, like, kind of bad at cheerleading but weighs 90 pounds. And is she the one who... Um, she's the, abandoned by her family and raised by her grandparents. She, I mean, but like, aren't we all in love with Morgan? <laughs> no. Like, well, she was amazing. At what? Being a person? <laughs> yes, at being... She was incredible. Again, mixed feelings. It's mixed really, feelings. it's really... I love this. This is so... Mixed feelings this is, I wish Morgan. Mixed feelings about Morgan. About her technique? Well, she's a bad cheerleader, but, you know, mixed feelings about... I can't believe you said that. She is not a bad cheerleader. She was incredible. No. She goes all the way out on the line for it. Oh, she does. Uh-huh. She she doesn't seem to have that thing that's like, I'm scared. No, she's she just kind of like, throw me. Right. But um, what do I... I mean, I don't know anything about cheerleading. So, like, but I can weigh in on the fact that she has, like, bad form, you know? <laughs> I was like, point your toes. Or, like... Put your ribs in. You know, a lot of things. Right. But... I feel like I didn't see that part because... You were swept away. I was... You were swept fully, away in feelings. I was fully... As, I, am a, I am a full feelings queen. Mm-hmm. I mean, was I sobbing of. during Jerry's episode? Of course. I sobbed. Couldn't believe it. I started crying mm, like four episodes before the end and then like... Never stopped. Didn't stop. I was sitting on the edge of my bed trembling, tears streaming down my face during the last episode. Trembling. Like, About like oh with on their competition are, they went, when the guy did the back handspring and landed on his head and broke his foot. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> back handspring to landing on his head and breaking his foot. It was and when you saw the foot land, you're like, <sighs> bye, girl. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. And when you think like that's the end and then it's not. Yeah, it's incredible. Okay, are we taking a break well, now? Let's not spoil beyond that. What happened? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, we won't okay. tell you. Okay, so we're, we're not. So we've gotten some cues to you know to not spill too much I'm more. T- anyhow, can I just say one more thing to kind of burst your bubble? I abs- I agree. That's why we're friends. I don't know <laughs> if you felt this at the end. Well, okay. Two things. Remember when they did the like invitational? Like we're going to perform for people, uh-huh. and like there was like a team of all women, and there was a team from a normal college. And when the normal college team was performing, weren't you kind of like that's incredible? Mm, yeah, I thought they were good, too. Because then, when you get to the Daytona whatever, uh-huh. and you realize that, oh, there's really literally only two junior colleges in this division competing for this prize. Did that also occur to you? 
Oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of made me be like, have we been being tricked huh, through this whole series? Interesting. But, which is, doesn't diminish the fact that they work incredibly hard and are, you know, have... They um, don't work incredibly hard. They work psychotically. Psychotically. I'm not... That's, there is a difference between, like, incredible work ethic and, like, a 10 p.m. call to do backflips. There's, like, mm. there's a really different... Those are incredibly different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was um, difficult. I had very also. I had well, mixed- and I was, and I thought about. I couldn't wait to talk to you about it because I also thought about. I thought about your experience <laughs> with uh, in more high octane forms of dance with injury, which I would say, in your case, really like ballet and Shenway, like mm-hmm. of where some like just really wild injuries were going to occur, or that you would be exposed to, and that you yourself would manage to take care of. I think through a very um, determined skill set you have of not throwing yourself away. Mm-hmm. Like you do not throw yourself away into um, any kind of theism. So like, mm-hmm. I, it's like you are not only, you aren't going to accept, but it's also interesting because I also have found you to love certain forms of dogma and um, structural, uh, societal ideals, mm-hmm. but at the same time, but I haven't seen you be like, ah, this person, I'll do anything for them, mm-hmm. which I think saved your body. Sure. You know, I think saved sure, your sure, life sure. in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. And I actually really relate to being a young person who there were certain people, certain early mentors who I was willing to do anything for and well, completely like burst myself apart. Yeah. I mean, you like, there's a masochistic thing that you thrive on. I used to until I got older. Well, maybe still. Right. Who knows? I mean. I remember you doing that solo show at the kitchen. What was that called? Woof. What was that Too called? alike. Too alike. Yeah. I remember you being like, I'm in so much pain. I had to do, you know, like 25 balanets or whatever. Right. And I'm like, well, why don't you just not do it? I, yeah. I, that did. was always like my solution. I was like, don't do it. You did. Yeah, but you literally made the solo. Right. You did help me, actually, with that being like, well, why don't you not do that? You and Michelle actually both helped me with that. Of being like, <laughs> But it was because so much of my entry into performance, dance, and theater had also, I mean, also my, or so much of that early training was Graham. It was so much of like, uh, you know, t- feel it in your teeth. Like, resist space. Like, Everything and then when I got into like other forms of forms of performance art like Viennese actionism, which was like this is political and your body is on the line and you can show that violently. I think that that all kind of I, that was so much of how also sort of how I watched this show. But I do I think with any training like Graham ballet whatever, there's like entering into these things like you see the risk mm-hmm. and like you lean into it because you're like that is the fun stuff, right? And like. It looks pain and I'm going to find the pain. But with like a lot of, lot of time experience, like you, you can do the things without the pain. You have to. And also, as you brought up and when we interviewed Wendy, this idea of economy. Right. And actually that there can be something to, I think actually a lot of what I've learned in a performance way has actually been more about restraint and what are things to cut and what are things actually that can... I remember Mark saying, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out when you figure out how to scream without screaming. Mm. Uh, that's different. Let's talk about performance. That's obviously not going to work in cheerleading, yeah, darling. I think, but I think the, the problem is framing it 
so much as like an artistic kind of expression. Are we still talking about here? Than like an athletic, because in athletics, it's almost entirely about pushing across the line of like what the body can do. Right. Which is is basically the line of breaking the body. Right. Yeah. That's basically what it I really did. You know, I mean, in like baseball or golf. Are you going to stay in on this episode? Really? Work? I love that. Jeremy's now on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Another producer's entered in. Um, producer has entered in and she's got something to say. She needed to because you and I were. We were too wrapped up. We were too wrapped up. And Thinking I, it was a dance. Well, <laughs> but there is, and I think that's a really interesting tension, though, when we start thinking about athletics and dance. Right. And it's one that uh, continually gets worked out in things such as, so you think you can dance. Mm-hmm. Um, all that then uh, from, think of how many people were injured in um, that Spider-Man, turn off the lights or whatever, turn off the dark. No, that wasn't their fault. No. I mean, that was, those were mechanical errors. (laughs) (laughs) Those are mechanical errors whipping their backs back and forth. But it is this thing that's happening to performers that are also being asked to like dance across like a certain thing while in a foy harness. Right. I don't know. It's, I'm just saying it gets, it, it, it opens up into, I think there's art and athleticism, entertainment and information. Mm -hmm. And there's an, where these things actually become individuated might also sort of rest in a larger conversation around capital and labor. On that note, let's take a pause and have a funny commercial. Okay. Hi, oh, ladies. Welcome. Hi, welcome. Hi, Hi We're here. Hi, we're here. It's okay, so Jack. Yeah, you need to go to iTunes. Have you heard of iTunes? Go there. It's and we need a, you to um, rate, what you call it? comment. It's a storage thing for music and sound. <laughs> you're going to go to iTunes and you're going to go to Dance and Stuff podcast. And rate and comment. And you also have to subscribe, absolutely. And subscribe. And because the more comments we get, the more listeners we get, and then the more people you can talk about this podcast with. Uh, also, also, don't forget that we are still on YouTube. We have a bunch of videos we made. You go check them out. And not also, only made, you can also watch videos we like. Yeah, that's true. You can also watch videos that we like. Also, uh, we have a Patreon. Please consider supporting us. And um, and I would say, here's your my recommendation. Knowing the demographic of our supporters, uh-huh. cap it off at five. Don't think that you need to give us any more than $5, because if all of you gave us $5, we would build the Dance and Stuff Center for Podcast Education Upstate. Tea, so honey, tea. this is basically our Kickstarter, like Marina Abramovic. Except we'll follow through. Thank yous. I've got something to say that's going to go well, against the I, a little I, bit here. We're back. We're still talking about cheer. We're still talking about cheer. <laughs> I can just feel from you that you were incredibly won over. Which I think I, is good. I, I think, was. like, that's the moral of the story. It was. I might be an easy sell on things like this. Well, no, I just was, like, looking at these kids. Like, the girl who could tumble. What was her name? The blonde? The one who the guy didn't like? The oh, guy? I really can't remember. The most angry. She was the most... She was the one who was constantly asking for trouble. She's the one who was, like, complaining the most? Yes. Or crying the most? She was vaping the most. She was crying oh. the most. She was tumbling the most. She could tumble like a man. Oh, she was the one who vaped the most. Mm-hmm. Oh, I liked her. She's the one who, like, gets into trouble at the end. Yes. And then leaves. 
Yeah, she's she gets bas- kicked out. Yeah, she's basically um, going to star in... Um, Porn. What's, no, what, Jeremy? I mean... Uh, what's that show called that oh, you loved last year? On HBO. On HBO with the kids who are just having a really hard time. Oh, euphoria. yeah, Euphoria. She's basically like... She I hope is they that. cast her on Euphoria. She is... Well, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. And also the way she delivered lines, I was like, can she be cast in a film? Totally. She's incredible. Where is she? Talk about dissociated. She's in jail. Do you know what I mean? No, she, she is not. Is a troublemaker. Well, you tell you, I can tell. And you here's how I know. Cast her in their work. Here's how I Me. know. The picture that that young woman was painting of her life, mm-hmm. there was some tragedy and mm-hmm. complications, mm-hmm. but the picture she was painting mm-hmm. turned out to be very different from the picture that emerged when they did the episode about her family life. Because when we got to her mother and grandmother's house, I was like, "This looks great." <laughs> It was, there was order, there was money. Like, it wasn't as dire as, like, Morgan, who was literally abandoned. Right. So, this girl is asking for trouble. She is not asking for trouble. She's asking Abuse for trouble. Abuse does not work that way. She went through a trauma, and what she needs is some real deep therapy. She does. What she needs is a way to understand, because part of the way she dealt with it was in a way that Morgan didn't. It was by being as violent as the life that she saw around her. She really did And that. we do live in a world that is incredibly violent and misogynist. And so she was like, fuck off. And she really put that armor on. So what she's going to need is I not know, just a mom and grandmother trying to take care of her and be warm. It's going to require her being in a place that I, that sort of a place where I kind of was like, I don't know how the Monica thing will work here. Because right. actually what she needs is more gentleness and a sense that, like, she is okay. Right. And that, yes, life is fucked up, but she can find a way to be okay. But it was nice watching her look out over the ocean. She was incredible. I was, I mean, she was, like, a kind of girl who I would have wanted to run with when I was that age. Absolutely. Uh-huh. That was, like, what my friends were like when, you know, before yeah. I cleaned myself up. Yeah. yeah. I liked her outfit. She wore to that rave at the end. Ugh. With her, like, iridescent holographic bustier. Completely living in euphoria. Like, literally being like, that show's got nothing on the, the, whatever this Texas trouble in Houston, I'm Texas. gonna like. Texas trouble. Texas I mean, trouble, truly. Who was um, your favorite character? I could start crying with Morgan. It's really a lot. <laughs> Just, it was really, when it got into what actually happened and how abandoned she was, and it's, you know. <laughs> Jack is crying about you. <laughs> well, I'm not just crying about that. It's I think what's you know, it's it's really it childhood trauma is something that I obviously feel personal about. And the level of um kindness that she was able to achieve by her age uh, was something that I was not. And I felt very moved by that. Mm-hmm. I felt uh, so touched by her heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seemed nice. And so, but as I think about her story, I could like sob hysterically about it. But it's also like, I think of, it's not just her. I think of all the kids who that happens, that that happens to. Mm. Like, you know, for all the kids were watching on some show on Netflix, you know, the... God knows how many who we aren't watching. And I think that this story for me, so much of the story was just about like a microcosm or the sense of like these icons 
of what is very pervasive in America. Uh, and the sort of bizarreness of using cheer to tell those stories, mm-hmm. which I thought was really great. It was good. I love that part of it. I do agree with you about the cycle of violence and about like the body damage and stuff like that. I do agree. You know, that's a real, yeah. that's a real thing. We can't, they can't be like that girl in that scene in Suspiria, you know? Who just, just which one? Who like, what, turns inside out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we can't all be like that. We, don't do that. Don't do that to people. No. Anyhow, so back to Hawaii. Um, so then we, uh, when we're on Big Island, we're in this weird rando spot at one point, a southern tip of Big Island. Not mm-hmm. many people are there. It's like... This, a Wait, couple, like, where are, is this after pouring rain? Yeah. We're now, do we have the flu still? No, I didn't, I never had the flu. It was just some sort of like, you know, consumption. Oh, and, okay. consumption, um, scarlet fever. Totally. There's <laughs> <laughs> blood on my hanky. Better get an inhaler. Ooh. So anyway, we're on the southern tip. And we're sort of in the middle of nowhere. And also this guy's like, hey, weren't you on Strangers with Candy? Oh, right. And I was like, um, Yeah. And then him and his girlfriend talk to me a little bit, and they drive up some, and then Jeremy and I are leaving, and we run into them again, like, up this weird nowhere road. And I'm like, look, if you want a photo, just take it with me. That is so crazy. That is like when Sally Field goes into the mall in Soap Dish. It's a crutch. (laughs) When she goes, when she goes, you want to go to the mall? And she goes, I don't want to go there. It's a crutch. It's so good. No, it was a joke. It was like this thing. It's it was you know like this. It was a joke with it, and so so we take this photo and we laugh and whatever. I'm like, okay, bye. Two days later, we're in three mile, three hours away from wherever that was. We're in this mm-hmm. totally different part of Big Island, Three Mile Harbor, and we run into him and his girlfriend. He's like Jack. I'm like in the middle, like in this weird town. We're going to some special pokey place. I'm like, okay. Oh, hey. And special pokey place. And in the meantime, special, special. He has uh, proposed to his girlfriend. Very nice. And we hang out with them and talk for a bit. And then they tell us about this beach, which where he proposed to her. We go to it. It's one of the most beautiful beaches I've ever been to. Did you get in the water? We did. All of a sudden, rain completely stops. It's so bright. It's so sunny. It's so hot. The water is so clear. It's so perfect. Isn't the water so like welcoming in Hawaii? Insane. You know, you're like it's. Paradise. Yeah. We go back to um, Oahu. Our friends are there. We love them so much. Oh, my God. We love you, Jana and Tim. We miss you. Um, We go to different... We just start driving... Jeremy and I, like, drive around. We go to this one place where, like, no swimming, and I'm like, watch me. Why no swimming? The waves were crazy. Oh, no, no. I mean, well, I got in. It was so... You have to just... Go with it. I don't know yeah. about that. Well, it was fun. Jeremy had a good time. People were swimming. People were swimming. Oh, okay. We were allowed to swim. We were allowed. They were just like... They were like, don't... They were like, don't... Kill yourself. If you do, go a little more that way. If you do don't. die, just be dead. Like, yeah. just float if, away. And if you are going to die, please let it happen. I, I <laughs> abso- I've been on lifeguard duty since nine. I am exhausted. Yeah, do not have a friend report your death. Just um, be yeah. dead. Just be dead. Um, <laughs> and, um... Did that, some more driving around, whatever, and then uh, depressingly came back to New York. Did you watch a movie on the plane? No. Why? Well, I didn't bring the headphones that have the right jack. They give them to you. Mm-mm. And you had to pay for it. Also, Jeremy and I both ways. Jeremy got, like, got the tickets. We got them as cheap as we could, so it was through, like, some third-party thing. So we were sat in the back by the bathroom, the two seats back by the bathroom. Okay. Well, 
it just means that there's traffic and so it's hard to uh, like the clanking sort of, of the kitchen carts fall asleep yeah or when they close that curtain where they're like it'll be it won't be so bright and then people just keep opening that curtain oh yeah yeah, yeah. so I want to get a chip. um no it was just sort of and it was a red eye on the way back so it was a real Ooh, pain. it was painful yeah yeah and so now we're back and back at it and Back, home. back to back, back oh, to reality. Welcome back, welcome back. And Hawaii was beautiful. I want. I think it's where we should all retire. You say that about everywhere you go. Well, I do want to just move to Melbourne. Like I just want that. But that bard, I will. Hand, if that doesn't happen, I'll, I'll also handle somehow being able to live in Hawaii when I hit seventy. Should I live that? Long? Well, I'm glad to hear this about Hawaii because it looked dark. Oh. Well, that's my brand. Your Instagrams painted a dark picture. I did. Jeremy even post anything? Oh yes. Oh, well, it was overcast, and uh, it didn't really get sunny until like our last, <laughs> until our last like four days there. That's a lot. But of sun. those four days were really beautiful. I had two heavenly sunny days in Miami. You were there for Miami City Ballet. Yes, fittings. For a new Justin or an old Justin? An old Justin. An old Justin. Old. Everyone has grown out of our costumes. <laughs> Everyone's now too old for their costumes. Yeah. Um, it's rodeo. And rodeo. So it's a lot of kind of the same fitting over and over. Uh, but, you know, you get into it. Where'd you, where they put you at? The standard? No. I uh. stayed on South Beach on the strip by on the ocean in a place called Shore Club, which is right next to the Raleigh. Uh-huh. How was it? Lovely. Oh. I had a nice room with a view of nothing, but I... Oh, the parking lot view, the CVS? Well, it was a view that was sort of sandwiched in by buildings, weirdly, but if mm. I, I... I could see the moon. Uh, but if I tilted my head just right, <laughs> standing on one leg while holding a cup against my eye, I could see the moon. No, I could see the moon, which was over the ocean. <laughs> the way you so, say moon, that liquid you throw on it is incredible. And then I, so I go out on my balcony, I looked at the moon and then I was like, I'm going to go out to the ocean and look at the moon. Okay. So I went down, walked past the pools and I stood on the beach and looked at the moon. Uh Uh-huh. Three hours had passed. I realized I was still up out there. So I went back upstairs (laughs) and went to bed. No, back in my, I did self-care the first night in my hotel room and I did like one of those peel off black face masks Uh and I took a, I took a bath in what I can only assume is a drowning tub. It was so deep. It I was love one so of those. so crazy. I love, and where it has like a real steep side to it. But literally a box, yeah. like a deep, deep mm-hmm. coffin. I love those I most. didn't, the water pressure was not such that I would have ever been able to fill it substantially. So oh. I was kind of splashing about in this <laughs> cough, deep, deep coffin. I don't understand. Like you turn the tub on and like it just went madder. Like, I just was like, oh, I don't want to be here all night waiting for this to fill. <laughs> I was like, no, that's <laughs> Harry Potter's on. You know what I mean? So I, bless you. Um, may Get she rise out. again. I, so I, I, um, I did those self-care things. It was nice. I took class with the company both days. Uh-huh. Fittings. Alex Peters had a birthday, so we had a lovely birthday party. Happy birthday, Alex Happy Peters. Birthday. We, one I of taught, my best friends. One of your best friends. Absolutely. I taught the company Lap Clap Snap. Uh-huh. And um, we had a great time. That's so yeah, fun. Charles Goen and Tony <gasps> Carlson were there. What? Randomista, just Why? on a trip for fun. So bizarre. I know, so I met them at the beach one day. Uh-huh. Fully stayed covered, and uh-huh. we laughed. We laughed and laughed and laughed. Did you go to that incredible drag 
a bar. I didn't go to a bar mm. or see a drag. Okay. I ate sandwiches and did fittings. Uh-huh. Yeah. You didn't go to a club and no. uh, what do I did, some MDMA and spin the night away? What I did realize is that <laughs> in Miami, all the hotels uh-huh. are like the name of an old movie theater. Uh-huh. Like the Majestic. Uh-huh. The Raleigh. The Lowe's. It, there is the Lowe's. Uh-huh. And I, then I all the clubs, uh-huh. which are often sort of attached or inside of these hotels or nearby, are like sort of grotesque verbs. <laughs> Such or as? Or like sexual sounding verbs, like squish. <laughs> Did you say smush? It could be smush as well. <laughs> what was or the like you said? slide. Slide? Yeah. There used to be this great bar in New York called The Slide that was next to the Marquis. The Marquis was there you upstairs. Go. That's the movie theater. And then we go to this basement part next to it called The Slide. That's Now you know how to name your hotel and club. <sighs> the Marquis and The Slide. Yeah. Um. So that happened. You didn't get, did you get in the water? I put my feet in. Oh, but you didn't put your body in? I did not. It's so pleasing to put one's entire body into the ocean. It's true. I just wasn't, I didn't feel prepared. Oh, well, all right, there you go. I did have a bathing suit on, but I had underpants on underneath it. What? Because I didn't change in the bathroom. Why don't you just put a towel around yourself? I didn't have a towel. Well, (laughs) (laughs) that is a good reason not to go in the ocean. That is reason number two I didn't go in. Uh Because one doesn't want to be wet, sandy, and without a towel. One doesn't want to be wet, sandy, and wearing underwear without sand right against another reason. You're asking for a yeast infection when you need to get on a plane straight away. Honey, honey, you're going to make a pearl up there. Yeah. Just grind that Well, by the way, speaking of pearls, Uh I saw these strange YouTube videos videos where it's oh. like collecting pearls uh-huh. there's this woman and she's in asia i'm okay. assuming in a babbling brook and she's Beautiful. digging up these clams uh-huh. freshwater uh-huh. the clams are the size of dinner plates oh okay and she's so she'll get like six out of the water and then uh-huh. she cuts Shunk them open uh-huh. and in and she starts digging around in the flesh for pearls uh-huh. inside each one she's finding no less than 30 pearls <laughs> what mm-hmm. that's and crazy when i'm telling you these are like Huge, fully formed pearls in all variety of colors. Uh-huh. Greens, pinks, blues. Wow. Mm-hmm. Strange. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, is this possible? Uh-huh. Is this a thing that happens? So I start looking at the comments. Uh-huh. People are like, no. <laughs> so what's happened is, is that these huge <clears throat> clams are being raised in captivity <gasps> and seeded. I love that you just look like you're so sad for the clams. Well, I don't, because you're saying captivity <laughs> you happily and seeded. Eat. I mean, I it's don't literally a pile of snot that lives in a shell. Oh, I don't eat it. Oh, <laughs> my God. I don't eat that. When was so, that time you had clams? Probably the summer at Sharon's. Yeah, of course. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. L- linguine and clams. Uh-huh. So, they're huge, though. So, okay. anyways. They're being seeded, you said. That's how they make pearls. Okay. So, yeah. well, what does that mean? They put a like piece of synthetic colored sand in a, per- in a thing, and then it starts wrapping its things around it until it becomes a pearl. Okay. Uh-huh. But they're they're... Getting 30 to 50 pearls out of these things. Uh Uh-huh. Well, in a way, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. You know, aren't humans weird? I did really think about that. When you get on a flight and people are just willy-nilly, on the flight back, this one girl, every 10 seconds, it was, so 10 hours, every 10 seconds, this. (coughs) Every 10 seconds. Wow. I couldn't believe it I I was a little bit like and it was that loud where I had my headphones in I had like you know relaxed melodies going on Mm -hmm. my binaural beats trying to calm down 
And I wanted to be like, you know, there's Robitussin. And you could just knock yourself out. And it doesn't even knock you out. You just calm this calm this cough down so that you're not calm the child. So that you're not in this tin can doing this to Mm. people. It's a real but it's also miraculous that we're up in the air on a plane going somewhere. I, a plane is an incredible place to experience the miraculousness and the hideousness that is the human being. That's true. That's why we cry in the movies on the plane. Well, let me tell you what, I did not cry during The Goldfinch, which I watched. Oh, you watched it? Truly the most boring, one of the most boring films and I you, have here ever you seen. And here you had wanted to go see it in the theaters of I, It's a terrible book. <gasps> Ooh, wow. Well, here's Hot the thing. take from What's interesting from is in watching the movie... I thought, is this a bad book? Because I read the book and I enjoyed it. It's a terrible book. Stop. Oh, wow. Jeremy keeps but coming in. But in then reading, in watching the movie, I thought, well, this is the book. Like uh-huh. it, it did not really deviate. But it, I mean, t- timeline wise, it moves around. Time. But anyways, it's boring. Okay. I still, I'm here for Ansel. Uh-huh. He looks great on camera. He's a good actor. You know, I've still never seen him in a single thing. Oh, he's great. Okay. Then um, I did. I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch some of the Lion King to try to experience what Jeremy's talking about. Uh, did Jeremy like it? Well, no, we discussed it a little bit. Okay. Well, actually, and then I also I heard maybe on a podcast. I don't remember, but the uh, problem with these Disney live action movies. Oh no, I watched it because Jeremy said it's 100 percent CGI, and I uh-huh. thought what a feat. Uh-huh. So I start watching it, and I'm like, okay, we're in the desert, uh-huh. animals, uh-huh. blah blah blah. The 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 difference now between Lion King cartoon, Lion King live action is that we're moving out of a universe of animation with color and fantasy, and we're actually in the desert uh-huh. looking at brown animals uh-huh. on brown sand. Everything's uh-huh. beige. Uh-huh. Nothing's fun. Uh-huh. It's dirt. Uh-huh. It's truly like, oh. Well, what happened with the stars? Didn't like stars turn into a dad and say hi and stuff? Doesn't that happen know. in the movie? I didn't get to that. Yeah, it's all terribly boring. <clears throat> oh, so wow. boring. Wow. I'm living for how much Jeremy is... Participation. Uh, yeah. He's Penetrating. Over, yeah, he Penetrating wants to be, the podcast. He wants to be in the talk. Does he, he wants to be in the talk. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. we'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> really liked your podcast and it was just the two of you. I don't know how I feel, I think, I know how I I feel about this. I think what that happened on During Shade, their producer started to really get into it. Sam, uh-huh. he like uh-huh. became a part of the group. Uh-huh. And then he disappeared. Wow. Well, he also turned gay and then became... That was wild. He wow. truly went through a life crisis. Like, Wait, he was straight? He was something. And then he started oh, talking like about being like gender fluid. And oh, then he's like, I'm gay. Stuff. It was a lot. It was a lot. Well, all of that sounds hot and good. And, and then like, maybe his therapist hear. was like, you have to stop being on the pod and telling all these things <laughs> to millions of people. Oh, was he talking about his sex life and stuff? He was telling it all. Well, he wasn't. No, no, no gory details, Jack. No dark water. Ew. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, I saw West Side Story. Oh, on Broadway? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, my tickets got canceled because someone got injured. And so they were like, oh. So and so is injured. So we're canceling this performance mm-hmm. and you'll get a ticket at a later date. Stay tuned. And I was like, okay. Mm, he's back. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're like, I don't want Jack Perver to come see this show. No, they don't care who you are. They don't. Yeah, they don't. That's why I'm not coming. You are going. No, they're never going to get me a seat. I've, <laughs> they, I've, I already had that whole request. Get, I can't send another email. I already have two emails to send today. Um, uh, <laughs> this week. I have two emails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I saw it. I, I, I shed a tear. 
Did you like it? Sometimes. Uh-huh. What'd you like? I like the dances. Mm-hmm. Thought they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the and there's like, you know, there's an, like an organic quality in the way that she forms groups uh-huh. and the way that people come in and out of the dances and it felt very like life in a way, mm-hmm. which was nice. Uh-huh. Which feels different from most other Broadway things where like you completely leave reality and you're during, dancing during now. a number and right. everything becomes like formation and fantasy. Right, right. Uh-huh. This felt a little bit more you get swept up in the the life of who these people could be. Oh, okay. So then the actors or other performers uh, are therefore probably physically inhabited throughout. I think that's the goal. Uh-huh. Well, I'm, Evo's really into that. Yes, that you you feel that there there are there are problems. Uh huh. But here are some of the things I liked. Okay. The stage. If space, you're gonna see West Side Story, stop listening now. Okay, go ahead. The stage space is super like austere, and sure. but then there's this back wall, and I'd heard about oh, there's projections, and I thought, oh god. Uh huh. Have you seen an Evo Van Ho show before? No. I have seen so many. As I've heard. Yeah. Oh, word. <laughs> I, I live a withering as I've heard. That's so the on brand for you. But okay. the, so when the projections began, which uh-huh. was immediately. Uh-huh. And their live feed. There is also that. Uh-huh. I was kind of taken aback by the scale and the clarity. Uh-huh. I was like, well, that's not a projection I've ever seen. Sure. I was like, so I'm at the movies, IMAX. Uh-huh, correct. And well, so that was interesting. And the live feed projected film was f- good uh-huh. because there was two sets, right? Mm-hmm. And they were both behind a wall. Uh-huh. So like a little sliding door would open and you'd see into Doc's pharmacy, uh-huh. but you couldn't see all of it right. unless the camera was in there. Right. And so in which case you would see. And was there a character who was operating a camera for some reason or was the camera dealt with and no, 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 there, uh, there were sometimes both uh-huh there was sometimes a still camera that would capture things and sometimes there was a person with a camera and what was the character of the camera operator camera operator just because i think they were dressed as a person uh-huh who was just filming it not on an iphone or anything they just got a camera and they're uh, filming they're doing a movie for some reason yeah 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 yeah. okay sort of no dramaturgical reason just uh no experimentalism yes got it um but it's it's funny because i stopped seeing them almost immediately because you start looking at the wall Uh which was a little difficult and then there's a door right next to it that opens up slides open into the sewing shop Uh and both of those sets are incredible the prop styling is Amazing. It looks yeah. real life. Yes. I was like, yes. I'm in a cruddy deli. I am yeah. in a sweatshop. Yeah. Except the one misstep in the deli is that the frost, what are those, what are those things called? I'm living. What are those things called? Big gulps. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're slurpy. Slurpy. Uh-huh. The slurpy machine was full of opaque hardened liquid that was not in action, nor was it see-through. Okay. So it was fake food. Uh-huh. And I thought... You just wish it had been like a real Slurpee machine. And yeah, or at least that out. it had been not opaque. It looked like Elmer's glue, but colored. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. like, no. So that was my one <clears throat> grievance with okay. prop styling. Otherwise, that was wonderful. Uh-huh. But like in a number like Cool, a lot of the jet women stay in the deli while the men are outside uh-huh. of docks like dancing. Mm-hmm. But you get to see both things happening. Uh-huh. So the it was... That was nice. Uh-huh. 
Now, the other film projections, on the other hand, are uh, insufferable or um, <laughs> tedious and um, bad, generally. Okay. A lot of, like, pre-filmed things uh-huh. that feel like Law & Order, mm-hmm. they feel like commercials or music videos. Uh-huh. There's a lot of high-definition Google Street View, we're going to call it, uh-huh. because... Well, the camera will suddenly be on like an abandoned street and just slowly move down it. And uh-huh. you're like, so this is like really good Google Street View. This uh-huh. is the future of Google Street View. Okay. And um, well, like, let's say the sharks are having a chat and then we're just slowly moving down a street in Brooklyn, but they're not going anywhere. Okay. But this entire huge image is moving slowly somewhere. Okay. And you're like, makes no sense. Okay. And... Um, and then in the middle of the show, I don't even remember what the number was, but there was a, basically a commercial for West Side Story. Like all these like <laughs> squares, squares on top of one another with uh-huh. people's faces in them, cast characters. Uh-huh. There's a montage during um, Officer Krupke maybe or Cool, one of those songs uh-huh. where the people are, young men are getting arrested and they're in the backs of cop cars, but everything's slow motion. Uh-huh. Like in the most aggravating way. Uh-huh. So, oh, and then during America, uh-huh. which is wonderful dancing, there is a uh, film montage of basically clip footage from, of every word they say in the song. I want to live in America. What Shot of America. Okay. Go on. I want to live in America. I want to live in America. So another shot Well, we're now just... It's a film. So imagine that little part's going on for... I want to live in America. I want to live in America. I don't know the song. I don't know either. So... But... Anyways, every word... They say laundry at one point. We're in a laundromat. They say hurricane. We're looking at a hurricane. Okay. They say... Um, they say, uh, like immigrants at one point, we're watching refugees cross a river and you're like, well, Puerto Ricans aren't refugees, A of all. And so, and so I, you're watching this thing, which is like some cityscapes, some of Uh these completely on the nose images and Uh you're just like, let it end. Can I just watch this dance? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, that's what I'll say about... desire to overspell. Yes. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting, I mean... I've really loved some of, I've have loved some of Eva Van Hove's work. Mm-hmm. And then I remember in Little Foxes, there was but, a part that had also been shot pre it, like the live feed. I was like, this is incredible. And then there was like this thing that was also shot where she like goes to the airport at the end. And I I've like, actually what? heard that some of this is not Evo. So what I can only assume is that there is intervention from production. Wow. Yeah. I mean, as we know, that's already been happening with the dance. That's right. So, I think there is some commercialization stepping in to be like, we need this to be more this or more. But who knows? Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. But, you know, they're still chipping away. They're still yeah. chipping away. Things will change by the uh-huh. premiere. Uh-huh. Um, as far as, like, clothing design and stuff goes, a little bit, it, it's good. There's How like, do you like a, those tattoos? It's good to be far away from them. Uh, they look crazy on Instagram. It's uh, a lot. It's, it's a lot. But on Stage, it's like, okay. Okay. It's a little hard to distinguish the Jets and the Sharks. Uh Because, like, I actually like that because the casting feels, like, more, feels broader. Uh Uh-huh. 
the clothing. So it, then, how does it deal with the racial tension of that? Well, because story? the they they are separate in that, like basically, the casting for all of the sharks is that they are people of Latin descent somehow, okay. and then all of the jets are either are like American descent and African American descent. I see, but on the way they're costumed and stuff, it's very close. Uh-huh. Like the 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 sharks are a little warmer. And a little cooler, the jets, but it's hard. It's very contemporary clothes. It just feels clothes. And so yeah, yeah. it's a little hard to, you yeah. don't feel the division that much, which I right. think is fine. Tony was great. I heard back to back numbers. He is a good actor and, and really. singer, right? Mm. Okay. His singing is good. Mm. And at times it tips into like a Broadway affect that mm. is surprising. I see. Where you're like, oh, you're so natural. Everything about you is so real. And then suddenly he's like, what's a song from West Side Story? Maria. Oh, right. <laughs> That's a like, big one he has. Maria. Miranda oh. sings. <laughs> a vibrato and look, comes up, right? I believe in vibrato and good vocal you production, do. but it has you to do. be from the beginning of the vocal production. You cannot start in straight tone and switch vibrato. I am not here for that. I live for that this. I live for Broadway music training. It's, I really live for it. So Maria right. is an opera singer. Fierce. And that is tricky. Uh-huh. Because as soon as she opens her mouth to sing, you're like, where am I? Oh, wow. And she does, she's not really in command of like uh, mixing up movement and singing simultaneously. Uh-huh. So when she's singing and moving, it's a shaky mo- it's a shaky world. Got it. When she can just stand and sing, there's moments of real beauty. Mm-hmm. And she she nails the end of the show. She does it. It's when she has to lose her mind. Yeah, it's really she upsetting. It. And Anita and the rape scene is so upsetting. I bet. So like that was the part where I shed a tear. I was really like, whoa. That was hard. Because he shows it. He shows it in yeah. in the deli. I mean, Doc breaks it up and Doc does this amazing scene. Really beautifully done. But those were the things that were great. Mark was obviously amazing at dancing. Right. It, you know, it's probably, and they were still figuring it out. Right. Um, well, I can't wait for the dancers of West Side Story to send to me that email. That's like, <laughs> we have found your ticket. I'm in town Thursdays through Sundays. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Um... That's it. I saw movies, Little Women. I already told you I loved that. Uh-huh. Did you see it? Uh-uh. No. I haven't seen anything but cheer. And um, I also watched, uh, I also binge watched a fair amount of sex education. Oh, really? Which at first I was like, I was the same way I felt in the first season. I was like, I don't like the show. And then all of a sudden I'm like crying. Really? Um, you made it to the end of season one. I don't really remember. I, you know, it's, TV shows are hard and that, like, I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. The only thing I know that I've watched the entirety of besides Twin Peaks, The Return is Watchmen. And I can definitely say that Watchmen is the best TV show that's happened in a long time. <laughs> Maybe like, uh, like probably for me since Twin Peaks Return. Oh. Are, you watching, are you watching The Outsider? Are you watching The Outsider? On mm. HBO, Mm-mm. get into the outsider. Okay, get into well, the outsider. All right, I'll get into that. It's very spooktastic. Uh, well, you know me. 
Yeah. Mm, I love that. You love Spook. I do. And the main character on it, I don't know what this actor's name is, but he's doing like a lisp kind of thing with his speech. Mm-hmm. For I guess it's for his character. It's really good. Right. I don't know. What's up? Well, I'll check it out. Um, I feel that this... What's happening is the semester is about to start. Mm. And I'm just really trying to be ready for that. Okay. It's it's going to be about that. And, well, today, as you're, as ladies and gentlemen, others, you're listening to this, Jeremy and I are currently at the library. And uh, we'll be oh, yeah. delivering that. I'll be there, too. You'll be there, too. We're all at the New York Public Library Performing Arts right now, if you listen to this on Friday. Um, and then I head up to Bard. Sunday, and then it begins, mm-hmm. and then choreographing the Jeremy Harris show, mm-hmm. where we continue to have workshops before the rehearsal process. It's great. So, um, bless <laughs> you. I'm sorry, consumption. Yeah. I've had two bouts of like twenty-four hour stomach bugs based on Fierce. this is a theory. Marcona almonds. <gasps> wow. I feel like I've been poisoned by a bad batch <laughs> of Marcona almonds that I bought at Citarella. I can't believe this. This is story is They really were $15. Good. What? Why did you buy those? Because I was going to New Year's Eve at Mark and Stewart's. So I thought I'll bring a nice... I was already bringing a chocolate cake. I thought I'll bring Marcona almonds. Oh, okay. I was also picking well, up this... Well, how do they go home. home with you? I brought them. They didn't want them. Oh, they didn't want them. But guess what? What? Mark also got sick. Did he have some Marcona almonds? Yes. You know who didn't get sick, Stewart? Well, he's... Did Stewart have Marcona almonds? I don't know. Actually. I bet he didn't. So then I got sick and I thought, oh, I got sick. And then a few days ago, I saw the Marcona almonds in my cupboard. I said, I want that. (laughs) And I ate more, immediately got sick. Wow. So they're gone now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. When you say sick, you didn't throw up. It's just... I did. (gasps) Wow. With full throwing up, too. The first time I didn't. But what I did to avoid that was I drank a bottle of magnesium citrate. So I would Uh diarrhea... So you just push it out. I did. This time you didn't have the energy to go get that. Well, this time I thought this can't be the same thing. And I woke in the middle of the night and I thought... Marcona almonds. It reminds me so much of... Have you ever seen... And I hope you have. And I'm sure you have. um, Heathers? Uh, You know, no. (gasps) Read. Every time I've come across it on TV, I thought... Maybe not now. (sighs) Oh. I think you should watch it. Okay. And it's important. It's culturally important. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's interesting because I do feel actually in these TV shows that are all such a hit, I'm feeling a lot of nostalgia for uh, a kind of late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Like late 80s yeah. to mid 90s um, filmmaking of like, even in sex education, all the girls I, are on detention and it really is exactly. The styling of that show is very specific now. The uh, colors and stuff. What's that movie where they're all in detention? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. There's just, and there's like literal shots that are from it, you know, and you're like, oh, it's this really thing. So I think it's important to see Heather's because it was such a, uh, and it's chilling now in terms of of school violence, Mm. I think actually. But there's this part where a girl um, has been poisoned and. By a Marcona almond. I know, but the last thing she's had is corn nuts. Mm, I love which, corn nuts. Which really figures into it. And the very last thing she ever says before she dies is, corn nuts. Yeah. Well, I just watched a movie up upon Jamie St. Peter's recommendation called The Souvenir. 
with Isabelle Luper. No. Oh, so Isabelle Luper did a film called Souvenir, where she is playing um, a former nightclub singer who, uh, uh, no one saw this movie. I'm going to stop right now. The Souvenir is with mother and daughter, though. Yes, Tilda Swinton and her daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Did you love it? I was highly encouraged to see it, and I didn't see it. I did not love it. Okay. And I, I, but I... Do you think I would love it? I don't know, actually. Wow. It's definitely, like, there's... There's good things about it. Mm-hmm. I think the performances are very good. The way it looks is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. The topic, the story, I just was like, I, I this is too, too heavy, too difficult. Mm-hmm. It's one of those situations where like a woman gets herself into a very difficult situation and then doesn't get out of it. Uh-huh. And I thought, just get out of it. Yeah, that is, that is where you, uh, Shore up. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, you don't have to do this. uh, It's a kind of like... She does it. Yeah. For you, red is red, and up is up, and down is down. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's difficult. Generally. Yeah, generally, that's true for you. Sometimes... (laughs) Generally. Generally, that's true for you. Yeah. 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 Most people with trauma kind of get... It's hard. There's a shattering process that's happened and it therefore confuses their, uh, um, there's this great line in opening night where, which really the older I get feels like my biopic where, uh, the character of this actress who's losing her mind, she's really fucking up these rehearsals and she's messing up this one rehearsal and the player is like, can't you just do it? And she's like, I seem to have lost the reality of the, uh, reality. (laughs) <laughs> and that's a real, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a real What's t-shirt. that actress's name? Jenna Rollins. Jenna Rollins. Jenna Rollins. Who, Still, is she alive? Uh-huh. Guess where she's from? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh-huh. Yeah, we know how to do it. Let me tell you what, performers from Wisconsin. Is she from Prairie just, of the Sack? Well, yeah, exactly. She, she's my babysitter. <laughs> she, she taught me how to smoke. She taught me how to smoke and how to be an actress. This is my babysitter. <laughs> she's my babysitter. My babysitter taught me how to smoke. Um, I ran into, I'm oh, sorry. No, it's okay. I just always love how I'm just about to end. And you're like, I got another one. <laughs> no, I, I saw Lauren this morning. Oh, you did. She texted me. Family. Lovely time. We went for breakfast. So I took the E to the G and I got on the G train and I was uh-huh. sitting on a little edge seat. And then this very handsome man started walking towards me. I looked I at him it. and I sort of just looked away and then I looked back and he was looking at me. And I Work. was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, mm, what's happening? And then there was a recognition. Uh-huh. And I thought, go through the Rolodex quickly. Uh-huh. I found who he was. Uh-huh. And? Alex Michael Stoll, who was in Polchinello with me, which was a Douglas Dunn dance. And he went on immediately after that to become a musical theater person and has done all these Broadway things. Incredible. And is now learning roles in the Harry Potter show. And is he going to get us a ticket? Probably not. Oh, could you ask him? I, I want to see it. Can Please read. I want to see it so bad. I know me too, but we can do today ticks. <clears throat> I'm not doing that. I'll do it for us. No, no, we should enter the lottery. Or we'll yeah, ask lottery. Him to, we'll ask him to get us a seat. 
<laughs> I like that you were offering up another solution, which was not a solution at all. <laughs> it is a solution. No. Anyways, Alex dear Michael handsome man, please so get us two seats. Three, because I'm sure Jeremy would love to see it. Well, yeah. But maybe we'll have Alex on to talk about his transition from dance to Broadway, and then that and incredible. then he can say Harry Potter. Oh, I'm going to do some press for you. Great. And then they'll get us three tickets. Like Rockettes. Ugh, great. I love it. It'll never happen. It absolutely <laughs> might happen. It absolutely might. I also heard from Kira. Speaking of Pulcinella. Blazik? Yeah. I love her. Teach Where is she? NCSA. She teaches there. Wow. As a child. I'm going to Skype into some class at NCSA to be like... I design costumes. Still have no money. Yeah, totally. <laughs> she's so beautiful. Oh my god, and it's stunning. It's absolutely yeah. stunning. We need to have her on. Yeah, she's dark crystal. <sighs> Deep. We have many guests that we need to have on, and ladies and other, we will have them on. We just needed a day to catch Truly up. And backlog, 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 and just uh, have a moment with each other. Here we are. Doing it. I'm going to go see Milk on Ice tonight. That's so fun. Isn't that mm, nice? That is nice. And, um, oh, Jeremy should see Stravinsky Valen Concerto, don't you think? Oh, yes. Yeah. The programs right now are amazing. The programs are good. I haven't been yet, but really good programs. I haven't been. So when you decide to go, write me and Jeremy. Chances are it'll be Jeremy going with you. I saw Nick Mouse at a CBA dinner the other day. Mm-hmm. He's now become a podcast listener. Oh. Hello, so Nick, Nick. If you're sad and alone in Switzerland, we're just reaching out to say hello. How do you say hello? It's German over there, so you say good dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I'm pretty sure hello in German is good dog. I know it's Allah. <laughs> oh my god. From when I dated that one. Allah. That's exactly right. Allah. <laughs> Who are you? That's German. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, hi, Nick Mouse. Hi, Alex Stoll. Hi, all the people that will one day be on our pod. Okay. And, um, and on that, we need to wrap it up because I've got to get back to work, girl. Great. All right. We loves you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, (laughs) bye, 2020. No, no, bye, bye.